All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. <laughs> what is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk? Episode 303 of The Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Remchuk, and I am back. Back from my vacation. I'm here with Wanye and Jay Bag Milk. We'll explain why he's not here in just a second. Chalmers didn't respond in the group chat. So things are back to normal around real life, a random assortment of the usual hosts here. Uh, Before we get going, this podcast is brought to you by the HGA group. When your business wants to take that next step, who do you call the HGA group? You've heard me say it a million times now. Find them out. Find them hgagroup.com. How are things while I was gone? Everything run normally? What'd you guys talk about? Things were amazing and seamless while you were gone. If I was going to, if I must be fully honest, it was that different. Is... There was like 4% of the usual tension. Maybe we need that tension to move ourselves forward. Your M check. <laughs> Liam was so nice and agreeable. No matter where we took the conversation, he was just happy to sit there and see where it went. It was on your M Chuckian. Um, yeah. Things you don't want to hear when you come back from vacation, things went smoothly and there was less tension. So in terms of job hey. security, alarming, but happy to hear At Liam is a we... competent. At one point, I threw him and I was like, your Ramchek would never let us talk about that. He said all nice, like, well, we'll just see where it goes then, however he talks. And I was like, this is adorable. <laughs> he he's a really me. nice guy, though. Oh, Actually, he's a beauty. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He texted you? He texted me and he was like, do you have any ideas for what I could do for topics for the show today while I was on vacation? And I was like, I was like, ah, you know, just like shoot the shit, throw out some oiler stuff. And he goes, they really don't like when I bring up oiler stuff. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everything was going so poorly. Everybody was so mad about Duncan Keith and shit. And we were trying to have like happy times. It was just like, oh, Duncan Keith, though. And I don't know, Liam. 
I don't know. You give him more of like an Irish or Scottish. What accent. is it? Is he British? He's British. Yeah. yeah. British. Like what part of England? I, I don't know. Uh, he we told don't... us. Oh, really? He told us as part of his uh, football team. I can't remember. I can't remember the, the uh, place. Oh, it's near Manchester. I think that makes sense. Does that sounds right to you. You think I'd know that too, but no, I think I everything's near Manchester. Yeah. England. Pretty small country. Not a lot going on there. Right. We should have really asked Liam all these questions. Let's just talk about it without him here. How'd he get here? his family just his family just moved here um i think he i want to say he was like 12 around that range and then he came here fell in love with hockey and uh now he does this stuff i met him at radio school we were in the same uh semester of radio school and then we both started covering the sherwood park crusaders together um and then he yeah he he scouts for the crusaders now so he's worked his way up there and i've stayed in the blogging world really what are you up to these days you know, podcasts. I actually spent a big chunk of this afternoon and morning uh, putting together stuff for a new John Scott show we're launching, which is very exciting. It's going to be really. Cool. What's that yeah. about? It's basically John Scott in collaboration with HockeyFights.com, and it's going to be John talking to fighters about nothing else but fighting. So, like breaking down scraps they've had and like talking about mindset going into fights and all that. It, I think it'll be like a perfect thing for hockey fans in the summer when like you want a little bit of hockey, but like lighthearted, right? Like on August 15th, no one wants to sit there and be like, well, what could my favorite team do for their second power play unit? As much as I would like for people to want. Let's break down the Keith trade again. Yeah. For a ninth time or 90th time. Uh, But the John Scott one, I think it'll be like nice hockey content. You'll get to hear some voices. Maybe you haven't heard a lot of uh, there's a couple of former Oilers in the first four episodes as well. And a couple of really, really recognizable enforcers. So it should be a, should be a really cool show. It's a YouTube show. So it's going out on, uh, on either our YouTube or the drop in the gloves, hockey fights, YouTube, one of the two, but hockey fights, way. YouTube, hockey Does it fights, feature YouTube. former Oiler enforcer, Mike be shy. No, it does not feature Mike Bishai. It features someone who once once punched Radatus Ivaninas very, very hard in what I believe was a preseason game. And yep. they talk they talk about it in his episode as well. And McIntyre's sort of reaction to the thing is is a very interesting. Like I'm hyping it up now a little bit, but uh, it, it's going to be a really, really good show. Um, so, anyways, while I was gone, a bunch of shit happened. Um, Liam handled this podcast. Oh, look, Bag Milk's here. He was on hold with Telus. Nothing bad was happening. I made it sound like there was something bad that could potentially happen with bag milk. That is absolutely not the case. Um, his internet should be fixed now. So he's good to go. What's up, bag milk? Here I am. I did it. Only 33 minutes on hold. That's, that's not bad these that's days. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was I, actually, you know what? I thought I was going to miss the whole thing, to be honest. I, I have some travel coming up and I, I called last week with a question and you have the option uh, to get a call back. Yeah, I got the call back five days later. <laughs> what? That's yeah, that's excessive. I forgot. I forgot what I was even asking about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thirty-three minutes, not too bad. I'll take that. That's, yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, we were talking before you got in here about how smoothly things went while I was gone. Do you agree with that? Things went well. I'll tell you, new Tyler's both on ON Radio and here on Real Life, fantastic. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep tonight because I think I'm getting replaced. Are you feeling though. threatened? You're you on shouldn't... way better shows than these, your M. Chuck. Don't worry about that. After uh, 
after you guys were complimenting Liam today, once again, in the group chat, I texted him and I was like, Hey buddy, by the way, you could leave the group chat now. Like enough. Oh, salty. (laughs) Why did you say that? You are territorial. Me. Yeah. He doesn't need it all. He doesn't need, uh, he doesn't need to be in the group chat anymore. He's not, you know what your doing right now? He's tidying up loose ends right now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Someone's going to throw something to the group and then your objects going to ignore it. And Liam's going to be like, I'll help with that. And then your MTX would be like, oh, no, you don't. He's going to go over to his house and regulate. Yeah, he's digging a medium-sized hole somewhere in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm happy things went well. It's nice to know that. I did see a, there was a couple of tweets. Like a few people I saw tweeted real life and were like, God, I forgot how good it is when things are allowed to go off the rails and your MTX not there. And a couple of people mm. were like, oh, sorry man, about that. I... That was me, your M check. I was just <laughs> letting off some steam. There was some oh, people and... who were like, I forget how off the rails this thing can truly get. Yeah, Liam just let us go. And also on Owen yeah. Radio, I would say that was uh, the first show without you, the emergency show on free agency day. Or, yeah, free agency day. Was that wasn't like the first hours. one without me. There was one before that. Well, there was one that was almost two hours, and it was a lot of fun. I was on so. the free agency one. I came back. No, oh, yeah, that was the other thing. That. Liam let us go way late. And we were like, whoa, Liam, what's up with that? He's like, I don't know. We were having a good time. And I was like, wow. Yeah, your Liam name is not Tyler Uramchuk. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely feel threatened. Yeah, what new was Tyler, uh, new Tyler got it done? What was the most? Actually, yeah, I'm looking at the episodes here. Like you went an hour twenty five once, but other than that, you didn't. Go, there were some clips. There was some government. There was some editing. Alerted. Yeah, yeah there's a there's a little bit of whoopsies. Yeah, um, that seems to happen though. Um, anyways, what was the most of off the rails thing you guys talked about? I don't remember. I think it was when you so came much fun. in. It was, everybody was so excited to see you. We were like telling Liam he was doing such a good job that you pop in three sheets to the wind. And we're all like, yay, the guy we like. And then <laughs> Liam was like, damn, I'm tempted. <laughs> and then you're like, get out of the group chat, you clown. Um, the all I thought it was hilarious. Though. Did, you guys are, oh, what? did you guys already talk about how Liam mm. was sending us the link for the Zoom way in advance? Yeah. yeah. It was what like, he about? was getting shit done. And then here this morning, the first time ever, I should add, <laughs> Tyler sent us the link way early. So there's yeah, some definite. Yeah. He's, there's feeling Tyler's feeling threat. it. He's feeling it. Someone's pressure at his building. heels. Yes, feeling the heat. Um, yeah, I, don't, I just never. I've never really done that. I'm always just like, yeah, right before you start the Zoom call, you fire out the link. But Liam, like, yeah, he was scheduling that shit like far in advance. Man, Liam, I mean, Liam's our producer farm system is very strong right now. And mm-hmm. bench depth, bench strength. Oh, yeah. A lot of bad strike. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, I was just going to go through like everything I missed because I'm kind of like reading the episode descriptions here. And uh, the first one, the first episode I missed was about Adam Larson jumping ship. No longer member the Oilers. The all abs team took a big hit. That's that's going to cool. be one of the bigger takeaways from this offseason for me. Like the additions the Oilers made were exciting, but like some of the losses they have, like I don't mean to be a downer, but like it stings. Like I'm going to miss having Adam Larson around Edmonton. I'm glad you're most worried about the all abs team. Cause I know that we too are very yeah. concerned about what's going on around here. We lost Tippett or uh, Tippett. Tippet. He might have abs. Oh, oh yeah. Tippett's ripped. He might, I'm working on an article for Gregory right now. Uh, we lost Clefbaum and Larson. Come on. That's devastating. Broberg better be doing setups right now. Yeah. He is our only hope. But the strategy is uh, to take their salaries, add them together, and give it to Nurse till the year 3,000. So that's great. <laughs> well, Defensemen are getting paid. Goo, so my God. I wasn't, I wasn't here for last episode, I, and, I, and I hate to bring up the subject again, but I, I'm, I'm interested to hear your perceived uh, 
I guess what you guys think of the CC signing. Oh, if it was I, about the Oilers, I guarantee we didn't talk about it. Yeah, we haven't really gotten to any of those topics. <laughs> but yeah, I want to know what your thoughts are. What are your takes on that trade or on that signing? Sorry. So when you look around the NHL, there was like this weird run on like grossly overpaying, very average defensemen. Like you look at who got signed. The David Savard deal actually might have been an okay deal, but like Alex Goligoski got five mil for a year. Montour three and a half by three. Forbert three by three. Like. Morgan or Mike Riley got three by three. It was like a weird little run. And like, that's what NHL GMs this off season decided they were going to splurge on. And even considering that the Oilers still found a way to pay more than everyone else paid for like their average third pairing defenseman, giving Cody CC four years by 3.25. So I didn't hate the dollar amount, but no other team really had to go that high in dollars and that long in term. And I think he's a fine third pairing D man. He had a good year in Pittsburgh, but like, Man, Ken Holland overpaid again. What do you think about CCJ? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> He's a guy who has underperformed and then got put into a role where he was insulated and excelled. So he went from analytics nightmare to analytics darling. And now we're signing this big ticket thinking this is our replacement for Adam Larson. When they probably should have signed like Hankapa, who signed for like a million and a half or whatever at Dallas. Yeah. Like there was some cheaper signings to be had. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I just, if, 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 if that is the, uh, reaction or the answer to losing Larson, then I'm not a large fan of this. It's, it's, I would say that the Oilers defense in general is going to be an interesting gamble for Ken Holland. Well, just as and a then you look, And then you look at, you look at Winnipeg, Winnipeg's blue line just got like, unreal like they just they just went big on it i'm just like why are we in on some of these discussions or why are we trying to create those situations well, and i'm not to try to i'm not trying to slight um ken holland yet uh i'm still gonna stay positive but just it, i just see all this stuff and then we sign cc and especially i think what really hurt the oilers is like you talked about winnipeg jay and like they have morrissey pionk demello logan stanley like they had a few nice pieces there and then they had the draft pick capital to go out and acquire nate schmidt and acquire brendan Dillon. and the oilers didn't have the draft pick capital so they had to go free agent shopping right or they spent some of their draft pick capital on duncan keith so they had to go free agent shopping and when you go to free agency like you almost know that you're you know nine times out of ten you have to overpay for the guy. And they I, they overpaid for Cody Cece. Like even if for the next two seasons, he's like a decent fourth defenseman or fifth defenseman, like four years for that guy. No, he's 27. So maybe, maybe he'll prove me wrong. And maybe Keith will prove mm-hmm. me wrong. And I really hope I'm wrong on like a lot of fronts right now when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. But <laughs> that's never a good sign. You're usually not wrong. I'm yeah, bullish no. on, I'm bullish on Keith. We're just sour what the, the, yeah. the yeah, and that's fair. It's just CC. I don't get. I'm I'm pumped now. Granted, I, I I don't like trading Ethan Bear, but I am excited about Warren Fogle. The Oilers yeah, forward group and is I like really the good. What's yeah. that? The Oilers forward group is really really good. Like if you have McLeod or Holloway or both in the lineup, or you go out and get another left winger in free agency with like the million and change you have left. I I this forward group is going to be great, and this Oilers team and the system Dave Tippett has. Over the last couple of seasons, they've been great at protecting leads. And I think what we're going to find out here is, were they great at protecting leads because of the cast they had on that blue line? 
or were they great at protecting leads because the style Dave Tippett has the team play, right? Like if the Oilers can go played solid and Mike Smith played great and goaltending is going to be huge too. And their goaltending didn't get any better. So like it's concerning as well. Ryan Murray. They tried. You you had no money, but we signed Cody Cece. We had money. See, and that's, that's where I don't like the strategy from Holland of like you sign CC. So you flip bear and then your right side's fine. But on your left side, you probably still need one more lefty. Whereas if you would have just gone out and like signed Derek Forbert for three by three or signed Ryan Murray for a couple of years and paid a little bit more than what he eventually went to Colorado for, you could have kept bear on the right side and gone out and gotten your Larson replacement to just be a lefty. And things could have maybe worked out. You would have had to go spend, you know, $3 million on a forward instead of getting and signing Warren Fogle. Um, but that could have also been done. Like, it's just, it's not the way I would have done it. Ken Holland's clearly going a different route with his team. He clearly wants to surround McDavid, Drysaddle, and all them with, like, some older veteran options. And this is like, are they the thinking? Are they thinking, like, Broberg can make the step? No. I think, they're, I, I think we're going to get... If we're talking about things that Ken Holland will still do this offseason, like I don't think we're getting a goalie trade. That's probably out of the picture. I think we'll get two lefties added, a left winger and a left defenseman, and they'll both come in around a million bucks, and that's how they'll spend the rest of their money. It's going to be Slater Cuckoo or something like that, you know? Well, I, I, Yamo, I, Yamo still needs a uh, contract also. Yamo will be cheap though, right? Yeah, Should I was kind of crunching the numbers, and if Yamamoto's two mil and Fogel's like 750, or sorry, not Fogel, Benson is like 750K, and you bury Turris, you have like $2.35 million to spend on a defenseman and a winger. So it's... And you could bury Koskinen and lock a million. I think burying Koskinen and replacing him with Staylock would save you like 300K or 400K. I think, I think. I think this is just, for me, it's the problem of overpaying a guy by 200 grand, 300 grand, 400 grand, and all of those in aggregate are adding up to the Ryan Murray we missed, as an example. Like, it's a little bit frustrating, but... Well, this is where this is, this is where I think there's a larger conversation to be had, because, like, what I get upset is you look at Boston. Boston has really bolstered their lineup, and it's all on, like, cheap fucking deals. And we got to... If you really want parity in the league, it's not fair that a team like the Oilers or something Northern or something like that has to overpay to, to attract guys. It's such bullshit. It drives me crazy. But that's and kind of life, right? overpay, though? Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of life. And But the, the thing that they do is they embrace it by allowing no trade, no movement, no none of that. Player movement is good for the game, and it's also good for the fans. It is. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. On the way out. What's that? Unless you get some heartbreak on the way out when somebody leaves, you know? Yeah. For in terms oh, yeah, of but that's, yeah, of course. Um, but of I also course. think, like, you can, you got to find guys that want to be in your market, right? There are some guys who would hate to go to an Arizona. They'd be like, fuck that. I want to play in, like, a good hockey market. And there's some guys mm-hmm. who would look at an Edmonton or a Boston, and they might look at Edmonton and Winnipeg and be like, I'm not playing where it's cold. Whereas Zach Hyman is clearly okay with playing where it's cold, right? You just, it does well, limit your shopping options. Is that, is that because we're the only ones that his, his, his request was to make 40 million bucks. Yeah. Were the, were, were, the, were we the only ones lining up to, to answer that request? Maybe and this is not a slide against Zach. I am excited no. that Zach Hyman's an oiler. 
I love that I come back on the pod and we get 15 minutes of like good nerdy hockey talk. That makes me feel good. Um, well, I just, these are just well, things yeah. that we, I, I've been thinking about. We need to discuss. I just kind of <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm pumped about our forwards. I think Fogle, I think Fogle is going to surprise us. Cause it's like, it's He's a big boy. It, 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 him and bear are in a similar situation. Like he was, he was boxed out in Carolina because their top six is so good. Yeah. So he hasn't gotten and 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 his time to get his chance is still a little ways away. So like that to me, like getting him and even if it costing Bear, I'm actually not too upset. Like I just loved Ethan Bear as an oiler. That's why I'm sad to see him yeah. go. But I'm really excited excited about the upside of Warren Fogel. I'm excited about Fogel too. The only thing that makes me nervous is he probably won't be playing next to a Jordan Stahl here in Edmonton. He's playing with Ryan McLeod or or Derek oh. Ryan or something, right? Unless they flip well, him to the right or- side and move him up or whatever. Sign another, sign another left C, and he can be playing with Nuge, or left center. Yeah, he, sorry, he can play with Nuge or left if, center, left wing. God, if you were to get Slater Cuckoo at league minimum, it would give you like whatever, and you bury Koskinen for Staylock, it would give you like just under two million dollars. If that's enough to get you Thomas Tatar, oh boy, I'm all over that. Because then I think you can, I think you can split everybody up and go McDavid. Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Derek Ryan down the middle, or McLeod down the middle, and your wings are like totally set. Like it would be a really, really good looking forward group, even better looking than it is now. And I love the way it looks right now. So, um, yeah, yeah there, there's still a little bit of wiggle room here, but I'm not expecting like a big splash. Um, quickly on Cody CC, one of the things I heard, it was either from Ken Holland or someone else, where they said CC's agent reached out to Holland and said that yeah, the CC, day yeah that uh, that he wanted to play in Edmonton <laughs> and like he thought it was such a great fit and there was a little part of me that went did he think he was a great fit in Edmonton or did his agent go hey Cody Ken Holland's gonna overpay the fuck out of you he's that kind of guy like did they just kind of spot that as like a there's a GM that'll give us the extra year if we ask for it no well, that's well, also the agent's job right they're, yeah, they they're comb say. the league to see who actually needs their player yeah well, I would say that them. His agent probably made that same call several times. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you'd be a great fit for Cody Cece. He's the only one. You're the only team for him. And he did that thirty times. You know, yeah. He wants uh, to be a member of the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, you know, okay. he wants the third year or the fourth. Oh, year we get. He believes in what we're doing. The early what we're doing. He wants the third oh, year. Man. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was so. I bought him fully when Belanger wanted that extra year. I thought he was the guy we needed. Uh, we, uh, we were talking about the gambles that Ken Holland made, and I'm going to tie this into gambling for just like 20 seconds here, uh, courtesy of our friends at oddtrack.com, everything you need to make the sharp play, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, oddtrack.com, uh, gambling on the Oilers this year, take the fucking over every single game. Oh, I got man, a funny feeling over. this team is going to win a lot of like five, three, six, four, six, three hockey games. Like I, when you, Mike Smith had a great year, could he do it again? Yeah. Absolutely. But yep. when I look at the blue line in front of him and a combination of Smith and Koskinen and the offense that the Oilers should consistently bring with their 12 forwards looking the way they are, over. Hit that over. To me, the wild card on defense is Ethan, uh, not Ethan Bear, because he's gone. I miss you. Uh, Evan Bouchard. How good can he be? Can he move himself from the three hole up in the lineup quicker than expected? Because that would probably solve a lot of our problems. Yeah. Well, and, uh, the thing I like actually is is hold on, I, maybe not rush, hold on to that cap space or, or in, in that potential to create more and save it for like a trade in November. But the problem is you're past that point already. And I'm sure if... What do you mean? November's I'm, in four months. No, I, I mean like 
and I'm sure original Puzar can correct me on this because he, he often does fix me whenever I uh, say something wrong, but with LTIR space, I don't think it adds up the same way normal oh, cap no. space does. We're not talking about LTIR again. We got Ken Holland. Ken Holland will hear it and then he'll go into his thing again. It's a whole, uh, it's a whole thing. But I well, think no, but like, already... we're, we're going to put, we're, we're going to put club bomb on LTIR at, yeah. at the start of the season, right? We're doing it the right way. I yeah. don't think so. I don't think they have room for that. So we can't bury tourists now. He has to let me look. Um, I, I was had play- a tweet about the other situ- situation a while ago. Yeah, anything we can I'll unlock, we it. should delay for and then try to acquire later in the season when there's a team that's going off the rails. Maybe there's a trade to be had. So if the Oilers were to carry Clefbaum on their roster and then roll with like the minimum amount of forwards and the minimum amount, like if they just carried the literal minimum roster here, Bury Turris, that's pretty much all you can do. You only have like, I actually, yeah, they might be able to actually. Okay, maybe well, I'm wrong. Then you get the full benefit of the contract, right? If yeah. you can put them on at the start of the season, right? So maybe when it comes All to right. a guy like Slater Cuckoo, you have to do, or whoever the left winger is, you have, to do what after. The, yeah, you have to do what the Blues did with Hoffman, right? Where they PTO'd him, hashtag PTO everyone. And then yeah. after you can put Clefbaum on, then you sign him after the season starts. And yeah, maybe right. they can make that so- work. I found the yeah. Puckpedia tweet. So with Fogel okay. signed at two seven five, so uh, they are. Let's go Oilers. Well, that's the hashtag. Are four hundred twenty k over the cap with twenty one players on the roster? They can exceed the cap by four point one seven with Clefbaum on LTIR, leaving them approximately three point seven five million in effective space with Yamamoto still to sign. See, so that makes it sound like they can't unless they start burying guys and tossing more options in the minors and doing all that because you have to be cap compliant on day one but i think you can carry like a fringe roster so it depends how many guys are waiver exempt as well i don't know it's complicated as fuck i should probably just dm Hart from puckpedia and get an answer to this yeah we should we should have them on the pod and just grill them about all the scenarios there's way too much math in this for me and tyler and frankly there's too much math in this for you too buddy oh yeah i'm way (laughs) out of it (laughs) i'm like the Uh. gif I'm the gif of Alan from the hangover when he's like counting the cards and all the numbers are going through his head, mm-hmm. except none of them make any sense. Like it just <laughs> everything's just not. going over your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, we're going to quickly give some love to our friends at twig and berries. They got their new store set up in St. Albert and I saw some pictures of it. It's fucking nice. Like it is crispy. It is clean in there, but I would not expect anything less because Everything they make from their shirts to their very own line of nutsack underwear, their very own line of twig and berries underwear as well. It is all crisp as hell. Promo code nation 15 gets you 15% off and free shipping. And also like the good cheap Ukrainian I am, they have a sales section on their website and I'm a sucker for a good sales section on a website. Did you just self loathe your Amtrak and call yourself a yes, racial term? I mean, that's like a stare. I, I'm pretty sure, though. Here's what I like, because people always bring that up. You know, it's like, oh, Ukrainians are cheap. I'm pretty sure every culture is like known for being cheap. Like, I'm how incredibly many cult- cheap. And not I'm a basketball not- player. All around but the I mean, world, they blow money on everything. Mm-hmm. But you'll always Fresh hear like, athletes. oh, Italians are so cheap with the wallet. And it's like, you know, I feel like every culture has that set about them. What are you like at the lunchroom at the United Nations? Like, how do you just keep bumping into other groups? Like, boy, those Lithuanians. Like, they're all one table in your mind. I don't know. All right. 
Tyler, I am not Ukrainian and I am very cheap. So maybe that's, that's what I mean. I just feel like everyone likes saving money, but it always gets thrown into like a cultural thing. Like, oh, that culture is so cheap. And it's like, well, I, I also like- love my petahe though, Tyler. You- but uh, oh, yeah, they got it. Yeah. People from Dubai, they're not cheap. Yeah, that's they're ballers. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're check. People saw- from Dubai. You know I who I can't imagine is cheap, Tyler? Steph Curry. He just signed a $200 million four-year deal today. And he's got all that oh, Under Armour money. Basketball. There was another one I saw. Now. I want to talk to Post Chalmers care. about. Where was this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This was preposterous. Those basketball contracts are insane. They are Chris Paul, Chris Paul declined his $44.2 million option and elected <laughs> to become an unrestricted free agent. And then he signed $44.2 like- million. He's like, nope, bye. But then he, but he went on to sign like a deal, a four-year deal or something for 170 million or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's, it's insane. Outrageous. And he's, he's old as fuck. That'd be like if the Oilers gave Mike. I mean, Chris Paul's unreal though. He's a Hall of Famer, so maybe it's like comparable to the Oilers going to like Duncan Keith and being like four-year deal at whatever. But Chris Paul's still fucking good. So is it like how does this work? Like, four by nine point five. Yeah. Uh, if there's no mean, fans how, in the seats, like how the hell is it all just escrow? The NBA's had fans, fans in the seats for a They've long time. All season, like yeah. all season, yeah. Uh, they don't give a shit. They did the bubble, and then last year they just did full capacity? Yeah. I think so, yeah. like I Delta, I don't think... baby. Yeah. Delta season. <laughs> Delta <sighs> force. Uh, but the NBA offseason's been good. Not that we uh, really care about that. One, yeah, you, you talked about Dubai. And I saw like a thing on Instagram that Dubai was like finding ways to create rain to deal with their droughts. Like they were like shooting like electro blah, blah, blah into the sky to like force it to rain. That seems like I'm sure they've done their research, but that seems like a weird butterfly effect thing. We're like, you know, maybe making it rain. Like you're make Yeah. Don't make it rain with no lightning. Next thing you know, hamburgers eat people. Right, well, like right. I wouldn't be fucking with nature quite to that extent. Thank you. Don't play well, God. Uh, yeah, does that like defer? Where like that just pushes their drought further away, and all of a sudden now, like the countries across the Gulf are in a drought because Dubai just sucked all the moisture or what was left out of the out of the air. I've heard uh, of like just... them deferring storms, like when the Olympics were in Beijing, they took planes up in the atmosphere, remember, and cleared out all the clouds so it couldn't rain. Really? But I don't know what yeah. the inverse of that looks like. Yeah. Like, how do you create moisture where there's none with electricity? I don't get it. The water vapor naturally in the air, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. You know, they figured it out, though, you're in, Chuck. They figured it out in Dubai. They just shot a bunch of money into the sky. It went, rain, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they money raining. Off the yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's just, just money raining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe if we make it rain money, the crops will grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were in Dubai or Emtrek, we were going around like having meetings with people and stuff. And I just kept asking, like, how is all of this possible? How is all of this possible? And the consensus in Dubai was just like, oh, like, how can you just build skyscrapers in every direction? Oh, very strange. Very weird place. Yeah. When were you when were you in Dubai? Jay and I went to Dubai. What year is that, Jay? 2017? 2015. Trying to what start a cricket nation or something? What's the popular sports in Dubai? Government. We went on a trade. We went on a creative economy trade mission. Yep. <laughs> Basically, we wanted to see Dubai, and they were like, "You can go here, here, and here if you go on this thing." Yep. But it was really yeah. weird. It's a very weird place. place. Like there are Ferrari police cars and shit there. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's, it's, That's not just memes I've seen. 
Oh man, it's wild there. It is wild. Um, <laughs> every car is exotic. Mm-hmm. You go and everything is just, you go for a beer in your hotel and a beer, like a Heineken's like $25. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Oof. What currency I saw, do they use? We saw a mall that uh, makes Durham. West Edmonton mall look like a shed. Legit. Yeah. The mall <laughs> Dubai, I'm like, West Edmonton mall. <laughs> Garbage. When skiing. When skiing yeah. inside a mall. Yeah, when skiing inside the mall, it was like 45 degrees out. There's something ain't right about that. <laughs> you went skiing right inside all. a mall? Yeah. Think, about, yeah, mall think about the amount of AC required to make a ski hill it inside right. a mall. Yeah. It ain't right. It's wild. They might as well just blast a laser at the ozone layer, you know? I saw the thickest, plushest carpet I've ever seen in my life here, Ramchuk. It was like Ooh. walking on a fairway of a golf course. Oh, that's like really you nice. sunk down. It was so plush. And I was like, wow. holy crap. The tallest building in the world didn't impress me for shit. But two inch underlay, I was like, whoa. Um, 25 UA, UAE Durham's is about 850 Canadian. So the Heineken price was probably, you know, pretty close to on par. No, it was 25 Canadian. Oh, wow. So like your bill was like $73. In it was Durham's. like a hundred, it was like a hundred Durham's or 80 Durham's of beer at the time. And it was, I might be over exaggerating a hair. I think it was about 80 Durham's of beer. And at that time it was like five to one. The conversion. Yeah. They ain't playing. Yeah. They ain't playing. In yeah, it was expensive life. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I just pulled up uh some average prices in Dubai, you can get a pint of domestic draft for 45 dirhams. All the bars are only in hotels because they're only for foreigners. Mm. Yeah, it's because, well, because culturally they don't drink, right? So they have to put it, the rules in hotels. Oh, but if you work for the Emirates, if you, are, if you work for Emirates, you get, you, everything's 50% off. Just everything? Like everything. So they go out and eat everything like, Everything is fifty percent off if you work for the 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 flag carrier airline. What? Yeah. So because I met someone I knew, I knew someone worked for Emirates, so I went and met uh, with them down there, and 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 she was telling me that. And I'm like, oh wow, that's crazy, because it's so expensive, right? Yeah. So they get all these people to come and work for them. They can't pay them nine billion dollars a year <laughs> to be a flight attendant or a pilot. So they yeah. do this to to give them a, a, a affordable cost of living. So I'm on a website that is a cost of living estimator based on where you are and which country you want to go to. So I've got Edmonton loaded up in here, right? And I've got Dubai loaded up. So it says, and you guys have been there, so chime in. Dubai is, and let me get through it because it's it's interesting. Dubai is 12.94% less expensive in terms of uh, your day-to-day, but rent is 60% higher than at Edmonton. Does that sound right? Well, what's what what is what does your day to day include? Uh, like they've just got Ooh. costs here. So, like, you, if you want to go to a restaurant, kind of thing, like a, an inexpensive Gas. meal. Uh, how much is a cappuccino? Stuff like that. There's a Tim Hortons in Dubai Mall. I remember that much. Ah, the, I thing is, in Dubai, the thing that's interesting is so their their weekends are shifted. So they're not Monday to Friday. They're Sunday. No, they're Tuesday to Saturday. I think. Yeah, Tuesday. Like that's kind of that's kind of how their week shape up. They're just one day different. So the big thing in Dubai is Sunday brunch. So if you're looking to go party, you go to these like hotel and they have these crazy wild spreads. Mm-hmm. You pay nine billion dirhams and it is a full and all you can drink and it is a full on like 
five-star food experience slash like university level intoxication party mm. smash like together tea with excellent. the queen meets shotgunning beers in a frat yeah keg and shotgunning a beer the with the queen yeah i like shotgunning that a beer the queen yeah. that that, that yeah, could be the title well. of this week's episode shotgunning a beer with the queen the hotel we stayed at your m chuck you know how the continental breakfast always suck at hotels it's like a yep. handful of fruit loops and a punch in the face <laughs> there it was like super super nice and there was smoked salmon and i couldn't get over the fact it was free and i was like I can eat this every morning. And the waiter's like, certainly, sir. I'm like, every morning I can come eat smoked salmon. He's like, of course. And by like day three, they're like, more smoked salmon, sir? Like I was a giant bear. And they just brought me salmon. I was like, yes, goodbye. We're all warlords here together. Now all I'm thinking of salmon. All I'm thinking of is going to like a super eight in some small town and they throw yeah. Fruit Loops at you and punch you in the dick and are like, Yeah, I'm like, where's morning, my smoked salmon? Like, Get out of boxes. this motel eight. <laughs> <laughs> little tiny boxes and room temperature orange juice i uh i stayed at a hotel in valemont on my drive back from my vacation um not a lot going on in valemont tell you that for free um but they had a really nice pizza place um and the hotel continental breakfast was like one of those snack packs of yogurt and like oh, yeah. pre pre-cut apple slices in a bag and like that's what i got for my breakfast I was mm-hmm. like, oh, when i check into the hotel man. and they're like that's oh the breakfast in valemont when I check into a hotel, they're like, oh, breakfast starts. I'm like, don't even tell me the time. There's a 0.0% chance I'm going to eat this shit. One of my favorite things about those like hotel breakfasts that are available is, hey, Jay, well, Tyler too, like when we go down to Calgary and seeing people roll into the breakfast the next morning before we jump on the bus yeah. is my favorite shit ever. More dead than alive. Oh, man. They're just corpses everywhere. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was morning. a corpse on the trip to Calgary. Like I was hurting. I was a hurting unit, <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and if you, you come it. on one of our nation vacations, that is a guarantee that you will see drunk your Remchuk at least once. And then also violently hung over your Remchuk also once on the same trip. It, it's depending written in the contract. Depending where we go, the slightly niche. poorer your Remchuk also. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> like when we went to Vegas and I was like, this is my gambling budget for the week. And it was night one. I was like, son of a bitch, got to find an ATM. I'm already <laughs> Yeah, you just, you just, you either don't gamble or you don't set a budget. Like, yep. Yeah, man, that's you got to roll with it, man. Yeah. Or just be like, I saw you run when the 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're down on cash, you just reach in your pocket, slap down a slab of smoked salmon and barter with the guy next to the table. You say, what's that worth to you? Five, ten bucks? You're back in the game. What were you going to say, Bagnook? I just, there, there's this one point when we were in Vegas, we were just in like the casino area waiting for something at New York, New York. And I was sitting with you at a machine and you popped in like, I don't know, 40 bucks. And it was just like, <laughs> gone. And I just laughed at you and you're like, oh, well. And you just made your way. <laughs> Tough break. <laughs> Uh, speaking I of the miss- cowboy, though, not oh, only yeah. did he win the fifty-one forty-nine or whatever they call it there, he also that son of a bitch. He also won eight hundred bucks in a slot machine, like immediately after signing. Moments after, check. yeah, ink was still drying on his giant check. He's, he's, he's on a rack, smacks of BLT or a slot machine out of the park. Yeah, God bless him. That's good shit. With all that money, if I if I had fifty-one forty-nine money, like the cowboy. I would never cook a meal for myself again. I would exclusively order from DoorDash, where you can Ah. use the promo code REALLIFEDD on the app, DoorDash, 25% off, no delivery fee on your first order when you use REALLIFEDD. 
That's a good code. That's a good deal. DoorDash is a good app. Can you get Oodle and Noodle you, on there? Yeah, not only that. Yes, you, you can. Code your Remtruck Lifetime fifty one forty nine. It will preload a lifetime of orders into it for you for a mere $48,000 U.S. That's $52,000 worth of value for $48,000 U.S. Real life DD. Real life DD. Shout out to our new friends at DoorDash, by the way. Hope you guys have been having fun with that. Oh, yeah. I got a a Donair DoorDash date coming up here right away. Damn right. Oh, man. I haven't had a Donair. Like a, I had a, you know what I did? I tried a Donair place in my hood like that. I just, it was a little far. And do, we know donors don't travel well. My last donor was a horrible experience. And I don't blame the place. I blame the, my not You created the situation. I did. I did. So I need a, I need a fresh one to replace the memory. Yeah. 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 I can't, it's not the donor's fault. That's right. You got to do that ASAP. Mm-hmm. Only good vibes. Only good vibes. Had, can be sent to do right. way. The sandwich I tried the other day, novelty sandwich was the chicken sandwich at A&W that they're hawking. Oh, the new Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Okay. With giant pickles on it. You've seen the ad, surely. Yep. Nice A&W, man. They're going off after the Popeye chicken sandwich, obviously. They've been schooled. It's That's pretty That's been delicious. the big flavor of the year. But this Airbnb, or Airbnb, this A&W sandwich is actually quite delicious. If, Take it to if an you Airbnb. Want, yeah, yeah, if you want the ultimate chicken, chicken sandwich and support an amazing local chain, as well mm. local chain, fuck, jeez. Go and get the chicken sandwich at Northern Chicken. Northern Chicken. Oh yeah. man. Mm, yep. Best Have you had it? Is. Yeah. I've had it. I've only had it once and I still think oh, about it from time to time. It's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's good. It's the it's sauce. Good. The sauce and the bun. Like it is just yeah, and the size of chicken. Like it's a yeah. giant. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good eats. The chicken to bread ratio is perfect. Yeah. That is actually mm-hmm. a really, really good restaurant, Northern Chicken. Like I know we're biased, obviously, because we work with them. But like product quality, you know, sometimes you'll oh, yeah. go to a city and try food that's highly recommended. You're like, why can't we have this at home? It doesn't seem that complicated. Northern chicken's that level of delicious, I think. Absolutely. No, no, I, yeah, I'm a big fan. And they're fucking Nashville, like hot. Like they're, what the hell is it? Like WFNA or something like that. It is effing hot. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the F stands for. The F and well, A? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it, we also need to start getting into Tyler tries now that we've walked into August here. Yeah, yeah. we do. Perfect Summer content. It's the perfect. What are we time. trying first, your M Chuck? You ever have uh, uh, locks on a bagel? It's been in a man's pocket, your M Chuck. Mm. You ever try that smoked salmon in a pocket? <laughs> I've I've never been a big seafood guy. <gasps> Sushi's up first. I've yeah. never had sushi. You've never had sushi. The most yeah, adventurous I've gotten is like trying a piece of shrimp. Have you ever had a piece yeah, of salmon for real? No. <gasps> Not even cooked? Nope. <gasps> what? Wow. Oh, my God. This is going to be fun. Dude, well, the first the eight te- years of your life were spent exclusively underground. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> you had revealed that on a podcast earlier in yes. the summer, I believe. You lived in a buried school bus your parents thought it was the end of the world and they mm-hmm. miscalculated and six they, years later popped up and the world hadn't ended and then you went straight to a popeyes for a chicken sandwich you were growing berries and potatoes in your own feces like matt damon in that movie where it goes to space <laughs> <laughs> how about matt damon hey eh? did you catch that your amtrak while you were oh going? i did and i really don't want to get into that oh boy oh boy he's like story. i know a story that'll resonate with people who are politically <laughs> sensitive and then drops that 
Yikes. Read the room. Read the room, man. (laughs) Damon, Matt Damon. Jesus. It looks like a Uh, guy in a professional golf tournament who puts the ball off the green into a water hazard. Read things. He was Bobby Jones in a movie. True. He just crossed the divide. Matt Damon's now an old man who doesn't understand it. Yeah, it happens to all of us. Yeah. He bought a zoo. He did buy a zoo. He went to Mars. He was very good at math there also for a while. Graduated like unofficially from Harvard. That's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that movie, does anybody in this podcast really believe that Benefit 2.0 is happening? Or is this just the public relations coup of our lifetime? They're not really back together. Ben well, we'll see if we get it. we'll see if we get a script for Geely two coming up here soon. Man, yeah, that's, that's the true test of love right there between them two. That's the litmus test. Yep. If those two make a movie again, then we'll know it's for real. Otherwise, <laughs> I might be with you, Anya. It's very nobody, strange. I don't know if nobody I wanted this reunion tour. Well, we they're just so pop heavy. They're everywhere together. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, they are. That's a good point. There's a lot of publicity going on here. It does make you think. Remember, even at the height of the pandemic, all the celebrity news was just Ben Affleck walking a dog with his girlfriend. It was like every <laughs> single day in the news. Like, there he is again, Ben Affleck, the only celebrity left on Earth. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Jose Canseco, just speaking of that, like when, when A-Rod was with J-Lo and Jose Canseco oh, yes. fucking hated him and he still goes at him like every once in a while on Twitter. And Good he morning announced... to everyone except A-Rod and stuff like that. So like, he is a shirt... <laughs> I'm going to send you guys a picture of the shirt he has that he's currently selling on his shop, Conseco.com. It is him, an old photo of Jose Conseco flexing with J-Lo okay. Photoshop next to him. And then like a pouting A-Rod <laughs> in the background. Oh my God. Put that on the socials. Put that on the socials. Yeah, I will. I'll toss. That's funny. Up. He's also selling a oh, mask. Oh, that's fantastic. Right? Wow. <laughs> that's a good shirt. That'll be up on our socials once this podcast up. He's also selling a mask, like a face mask that says "fuck a rod" on it. <laughs> and he has a he has another sub brand called a or called Conseco Premium Juice that he like puts on. He has on like a fucking fanny pack. Like the dude is just totally off the walls. It's so funny. Speaking of funny uh, masks, did you see the Russian guy in the Olympics that wore his cat mask as he was as he got his gold medal? No, no. So he was wearing like a mask. He was masked up. But the mask itself was a cat mouth. And they and they apparently asked if he would kind of take it off for the for the ceremony because it's ridiculous. And he's like, no. So there <laughs> he is with his cat mask on, and it looks so funny. You make oh, God, Ivan wear a mask, Ivan pick mask. Yeah, it's the best. I love it. I'm gonna throw <laughs> yeah. that in our group chat here right now. I have gone down the Jose Canseco Twitter wormhole right now, and this guy is just spitting fire as of late. July 21st, he tweeted, I wonder if aliens drink and do drugs. Maybe I will try dating one. Female alien, (laughs) of course. Um, He tweeted a photo of a large dog and just said, this is Toby. (laughs) And then right before that, he tweeted, if anyone knows how Toby and Elliot are doing, please let me know. What? He's, got, he's got passions it man just oh man you were right. one time one time i saw jose canseco with the pint your amchuk for real oh when he was here with like his weird baseball mm-hmm. team and he was wearing like this super weird blazer with like a bedazzled cross on the back and he was his shoulders were so broad he could barely fit through the door of the bathroom 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he man. Everybody will come to the pine if you just man. wait long enough. Yeah, that's true. All roads lead to the pine. Eventually. Uh, the Benifer baseball be teams. There. The baseball oh, teams yeah. in Edmonton have brought some good stories to the city. Like, there's always been, like, interesting shit happening. I remember one year, like, the Edmonton Capitals made the final of their league, and they had to play, like, the team that was from Mexico. And, that was like, the best year. S- six of the players couldn't get across the border for the series. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Edmonton got to, like, beat the shit out of them because they were missing all their good players because they couldn't get across the border. Fascinating shit. Um, speaking yeah, of other sports we'll teams. The, w. the <laughs> yeah. Edmonton Elks are back. CFL action's back this weekend. I love a good Elks. Awesome. Game. Awesome. Pre- yeah. And the pre-season weather's going to be great. No, they didn't. the show going? They did no preseason. It starts with the real oh. thing on Saturday. They're taking on the Red Blacks. And the CFL actually announced something when it comes to vaccinations that if you have a game canceled because of a COVID-19 protocol, if your team has a vaccination rate of over 85% and your game is canceled, everyone gets paid. But if your vaccination rate is under 85% and your game gets canceled, no one gets paid, even the vaccinated players. Oh, you're getting a little peer pressure. And right now, only three of the teams, according to Terry Jones of uh, Post Media, only three of the teams have hit that vaccination threshold. Imagine how fucking pissed you'd be if you're one of the guys who got vaccinated, your game gets canceled and you don't get your goddamn check. And for those guys... In the CFL, making the money they do, is a check is. Whoo. It's the thing. What the thing about the CFL for me is football is obviously an intense sport to play. Yeah. The, the on your joints, especially, and the hits and all of that. And in the CFL, they're doing it for the love of the game, man. I'll tell you, there ain't no two hundred million dollar Steph Curry contracts going out in the CFL. Yeah, that's for sure. Not- like one, like his one year salary would be more than the collective salary cap of the CFL. <laughs> oh yeah. How oh, demotivating yeah. is that? Eh? You're so what is the there working out for like the 4 million? I think so. CFL. Yeah. You're yeah, busting exactly. your hump yeah. trying out for the tie cats. 5.3 million more than your league. Yeah. That's they can have one Duncan Keith and he plays all positions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he's, 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Basketball's just so crazy, man. It's just so crazy to me how much money those guys make. No, you're not it's kidding. Not. Like, I, so the Steph Curry thing got announced, and I'm like, holy shit. So I started diving into it a little bit. They're bench players that just easily get more than Connor McDavid. Baseball's kind of like that, too. Like, I remember J.A. Happ, when he left Toronto, he signed, like, a two-year deal with the Twins for, like, 12 mil a season. And it was like, ah, there's a good gamble, like short money, like nice move. And I'm like, man, J.A. Happ is like 38 and he's going to make as much money as Connor McDavid in the next couple of years. Like that's insane. Hockey players yeah. are, I, the word underpaid is a bad word to use. Cause like, come on, they're all millionaires still and all that stuff. But relative yeah. to the other sports, hockey yeah. players are very, very underpaid. And I guess it wow, speaks to the size of the sport, but. If you're feeling bad for people that lose money, Tyler, how about Jeff Bezos learn, losing $13.6 billion off his net worth in one day? Hmm. Why? How's he going to get by? How's he going to get by? <laughs> is this all because of the Amazon went, space down thing? By, it Amazon all, went down by one penny? Is that why? Yeah, his, his, his stock took a hit. They, they missed their earnings by a fair margin, which was surprising to me. But yeah, the stock took a shit a little bit. Huh. Speaking of which, bag milk, my conspiracy economic blogs which i'm so deep on say that tesla is going to do a re- big re-earnings restatement after their next quarter so mm. govern yourself accordingly oh i love some good stonk talk mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What do you mean? They're going to like, it, it's, it's going to come. They have to There's some cookery of the bookery. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. To do okay. with like deposits and how many vehicles are on deposit and all shit. Squeeze them. Yeah. Good luck. Everybody tried to squeeze Elon's got broken hands. Now can't squeeze a diamond. I'm pretty sure he's selling all the Teslas to people that golf at Lewis Estates, by the way. I was there the other day with a buddy. We just hit up the range for a bit, and there was five, six Teslas in the parking lot. That's one of my favorite parts about going there is just scoping out all the whips. It's awesome. How's the golf game going? I saw you were using like a putting trainer, and like you're going in, eh? Yeah, man, putting the work in. I'd say I'm a solid two out of 10. You know, I'm getting Have there. You- Better than zero. Yeah. Have you played like a full 18 a few times? Uh, no, just did nine did nine a little while ago and it's the irons are okay but when you drive it's the i might as well not use a driver at this point mm. it's going somewhere but not where i want it to you know that's that's par for the course when it comes to the big dog yep the big um, dog wants to eat and i don't have the food for it that's the one thing play- about my game that i've always been very happy about and especially this year my driver's my most reliable club like it never goes further than like 210 yards but i know what's going on the fairway like every time consistently i play the same what? shape and it just drops in every time down the middle someone paid 600 bucks to golf with us and you're gonna hit it 210 for him? but i'm gonna hit it 210 down the middle which is ideal in a scramble you let me go first i drop one in the middle of the fairway 210 yards up and He's everyone, not else wrong. Can, everyone else He's can bomb away yeah you're not well, wrong, Corey David. But if we have to use his driver, we still have a driver in our hands from the approach shots mm-hmm. so far back. Not necessarily. I can hit my three wood further than I can hit my driver, but it's the accuracy is way, way off. It just I just Explain I take the a li- science of that to me. I take a little I take it off my driver. I don't swing as hard as I can. I just go up there and just whoop, little bop. Get in the middle of the fairway. And then I'll make up the distance with another club. I'm not good. I've never pretended to be good. Although I played at Predator Ridge. I played the Ridge course and I shot a career best. It was fucking unreal. I had four birdies. I don't think I've even had four birdies all year. I had four birdies in the round. It was nuts. I was sinking every single fucking putt imaginable. I get to, uh, I get to 17. And if I would have just parred the last two holes, I would have finished with a 77 and I've never broken 80 Whoa. before. And Dinking I stepped- at 210 off the tee. Yeah, man. Like my approach Whoa. game was sick. Good my on you, was sick. So wait, Oh, so on 17, I step up. I'm like, all right, your rem Chuck two bogeys put in the water on the left. Hold on. You call yourself your rem Chuck. Yeah. I talk to myself in my head and call myself. That's a beautiful. Um, yeah. So 17 on the seven. Ridge, I step up and my little slice goes right into the fucking water. And uh, so I go pull out second shot right in the damn water again. I shanked it. So I, uh, I took a triple on 17 and then I part 18 magically and I shot an even 80, but that triple on 17 will stick with me for a while. That's haunting. All right. So you're coming in hot. All right. I'm coming in hot for the nation open. Yeah. Good, 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 good. I'm excited. We're sold out by the way, which is fantastic. Thank you everyone for, for, did you, uh, did you talk about who we're going to be golfing with? You talked about the winner of the uh, auction. Uh, we mentioned their name. You had all the data, so we're just kind of going with it. So you want yeah. to tell us more about our winners? Fanny Pack Freddy on Twitter. That's where uh, that you can find him. He's the winner of our auction. Him and his buddy are going to be golfing with us. Um, seems like a great guy. Profile picture, Kobe Bryant in an Oilers jersey. Always a beauty move. Seems pretty active on Twitter. Seems like he's uh, seems like he's a bit of a betting man as well, I think, just based on uh, 
based on kind of his tweets and all that. So I think we're going to have a great time with uh, Fanny Pack Freddie and a friend. Did you run him for outstanding warrants? Did you check that? Nope, nope, nope. No, no sort of. Not, oh, wow. Should I have? I don't know. No, Again, no, 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 guy. What's the likelihood a guy calling himself Fanny Pack Freddy is a murderer? One and two, <laughs> three, maybe one and three. You guys told me to do an auction, and I said I've never done that before, and I don't know how it'll work. And you just kind of said, "Ah, you got it, your M Chuck." So I did it, and you cannot complain with the outcome when you just throw. Something I feel good about Fanny Pack Freddy. We should yep. get team Fanny Packs. That'd be a good stuff idea. and pull a nation beer. Maybe he calls himself Fanny Pack Freddy because he's sick of Fanny Packs and you offend him. Well, I mean, I'm willing to roll the dice. Well, we'll find, we'll find out who he really is. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to slowly head towards the end of the podcast here. Quickly, though, manscaped.com, my manscaped razor. Um, I got the lawnmower 3.0, but the lawnmower 4.0 is out now and it looks like a fantastic product. We have a promo code there. It's manscaped.com and the code is real life. Gets you 20% off and free shipping. Uh, did we want to wrap with a quick little bit of big brother talk? Sure. I'm not caught up. I'm were, too, you're not caught up. I'm One, still are you watching. No, I got them all taped though. I'm going to watch like in the last little bit and be excited for the finale. I'm going to binge midway through the year. I'm, uh, I'm at the episode. Trying to get interesting. Yeah, I'm at the episode where. Brett just he's on the block he didn't win the veto and at the end of the episode when the veto wasn't used he was like my plan worked perfectly and everyone yeah, was like oh it. you're insane he is so delusional and so into delusional. himself it is it is almost impressive can I can I just get it galaxy jump ahead a little bit Tyler? his speech like his conversation with Julie was awkward it was the worst and every answer was about pumping him up. It was so, so weird. It was oh, the weirdest God. thing ever. That guy was just, man, he had a, <laughs> and he kept talking about how well his brain's working and shit. It's just like, oh, he's such what's a threat going on and here? he's physical and he's so smart. And oh <laughs> God, it was, it was, um, it was, it was something. It was something. And like, normally I'm like, you should keep that guy in the house, but you can't because that guy is an absolute wild card and probably will get into some kind of altercation because of what he says to people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, we're still at the part of Big Brother, though, even without saying anything, is where everybody's still too friendly. We're, yeah. How many people got kicked out so far? Three, four, something like that. We need to, Three, we, yeah. need, we need to get more of these people out of here. So then they start yeah, the beef- really conniving and evil. Yeah, yeah, the well, people are going to start turning on the kings, right? Absolutely. Yeah, kings are uh, kings are on everyone's radar, so that's going to start happening. But you're right; it's still a little buddy buddy. Um, so the LA Kings are inside Big Brother. Yep. Which players? Yeah. Who's there? Uh, Luke Robitaille. I was going to ask if Luke Robitaille was there. Yeah, Rob Blake, uh, Ron Duguay, Ron Duguay, mm-hmm. Kelly uh, Rudy. Uh, yeah, Marcel Dion. Jim Jack, how are you? You're missing a good season. All these LA Kings, I would have thought you'd been all over this. I'm just not caught up. I'm two episodes behind. I'll never forget when we went to the arena in LA and there was another Gretzky statue. That was weird. It's like seeing your dad with his other family and they love him too. You're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's I like was. bigger than our statue. Like, mm. well, don't let Chalmers know that there's an alternate Gretzky statue Frick that's move. bigger yeah, than ours. Move. Slightly bigger than ours too, I think. A little bit yeah, more, it was. Like, and he had like longer at- hair, like 90s Gretzky hair. Yeah, we really we got need the Cristiano Ronaldo version one of the statue, <laughs> and they got V two the makeup. Oh no! 
You the, have to uh, be somebody to have two statues, though three. There's no one kidding. in Brantford, and he's not even passed. He's well alive. We need a recurring segment with Chalmers just called Prick Move, where we just let him spout yeah. off for like three minutes on like something that pissed him you off. You know what? That's a good idea. Write that down. Chalmers' homework once a week is to come up with a Prick Move of the week. Someone teed off on Chalmers the other day on Twitter and was like, Oh, really? Like this, 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 and this, and all the segments you say you're going to do, you never do. Yeah, like so scathing. Yeah, and then the construction tips, and then what happened to voicemails? <laughs> someone said, "I was like, I don't know." Fuck. Oh, we get we'll do voicemails. Oh, we probably should have crushed out a voicemail or two today. I'll put out a call for more voicemails. We did that for like a month. Same thing well, with the listener said. Said you, We did that for like you eight wanna, months. If you want to listen to a show called Strict Segments, that's an entirely different podcast, and we're not part of it. Um, well, also, hey, someone was have, coming you have, at me. You have a voicemail. I, I didn't check the voicemail since I got back. Uh, Completely honest, it slipped my mind. I'll put it back out there, though. Um, well, we got a review. Who's coming at you? Speaking Ooh, of you last week's podcast, we got a review, fresh one. Uh, this one's from a Keith Gretzky. Oh. Uh, it just says Cliff Poo. He said, disappointed that Cliff Poo trade episode moment did not get brought up during the funny sports names segment. Seriously, a top five real life clip of all time. I beg milk's internet just just shit out. Well, of that was crazy. odd. Uh, Thirty-three um, more minutes with Telus is needed. But wow. I, he gave us like a specific timestamp of like when, like the moment he's talking about in that. And now I'm super interested. And he says it's a top clip of Nation Life, real life of all time. Yeah, episode two twenty, and at the forty-three minute mark. So let's uh let's see what we can do here because I might be able to pull it up real quick. Um, in terms of the funniest moment in the podcast yeah he just in Keith Gretzky's review he said episode 220 at the 4336 mark do you think it's really Keith Gretzky probably he loves our pod 4336 okay so just for context I'm going to start it at like 4320 on free agency because I think they're lining themselves up to do sorry they traded for who you said to the you said to the Panthers for Florida Florida Oh, so, sorry. I don't know who Florida. They get all of Florida. <laughs> You're on map. They really want like, Miami. They, you got COVID. They yeah. got yeah. Cliff, they got Cliff so Poo. Cliff Poo from Florida. Cliff what? Cliff Poo. Spell. P U. All right, Cliff. <laughs> uh, okay, that's good. We're back to. Kurt that actually was now. kind of funny. Cliff Poo. What? Spell it. It gets deeper. There's layers to that joke. Yeah, that joke has several chambers mm-hmm. within like, it. Yeah. Speaking of uh things we segments we could start and then stop doing, um, send us in like your favorite real life moments and we'll go back and revisit them. That might be like a fun way to kill an episode in August. Yeah. Anyways, um, we will get back to voicemails. Don't worry about that. We'll take your off-season questions. And when I mean when I say off-season questions. Not necessarily like Oilers off-season questions, just like random shit for us to talk about in the off-season because it's August. We could get like eight podcasts in here and there is like not a lot of hockey to talk about. Bag Milk has informed me that his internet is done so um, and he's going back on hold with Telus. Before you hang, before you end the show, rear arm check. Yep. When you hang up, everybody stay on here because I want to tell you the stuff Gregor told me that I'm not allowed to tell anybody, but he told me some stuff and I wanted to tell you guys before the show and I got to tell you so I don't forget. All right. And uh, on that 
tease that the listeners will never find out about. That's um, right. We, we will get to our to our post podcast briefing with Wanye. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Bag Milk who also joined for a bit, but his internet didn't want him sticking around here much right. more often. Shout out to our friends at DoorDash, Twig and Berries, Manscaped, and of course our title sponsor, the HGA Group. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. Back from vacation and very happy about it for Wanya and Jay. You enjoy your week and we will talk to you again on Thursday when we'll have a very special guest. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.